A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Nearly 150 million Indonesians will go to the polls on Wednesday to choose their president for the next five years. It's a huge endeavour as citizens of the world's fourth most populous country and Southeast Asia's biggest will also be voting for members of parliament and local assemblies. To talk about the Indonesia elections on Wednesday, I am joined by Richard Borsak, a news editor at Reuters. In 11 years, he was the Jakarta bureau chief for the Wall Street Journal. Richard, good to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is an area that you're an expert in. So what's at stake uh, for these uh, 2019 Indonesia elections? Uh, Well, all kinds of things. It is uh, an enormously big undertaking. Uh, There's uh, probably never been an election like it anywhere in the world. India's election currently underway involves a lot more people, but the uh, Indonesian one involves 250,000 or so candidates, five ballots for uh, different uh, positions that are being filled, and uh, all happens in a very short time. Uh, The polls are only open for six hours on Wednesday. Um, uh, uh, Indonesia four times uh, in the past uh, uh, has elected directly voted for president, which is really a very impressive uh, uh, achievement, actually three times, that uh, Wednesday will be the fourth. Um, And it is uh, something that one couldn't imagine happening back in the Suharto period when Indonesians had no involvement in choosing their leaders. Yeah, that's an area that you're a bit of a specialist on. We have your book here, uh, Lim Sio Leong's Salim Group, that you co-authored with your wife, Nancy Chung, about the business pillar of Suharto's Indonesia. Of course, uh, his fall was over two decades ago. But let's uh, talk about what's at stake here. It's the, it's the first time that we will see the president, the vice president, and members of the People's Consultative Assembly elected on the same day. And we mentioned around 150, could be up to 190 million eligible voters. 16 parties will be participating in the elections nationally, with four participating for the first time. Correct. Naturally, uh, uh, a lot of the focus, both inside Indonesia and in the region, uh, has been on the presidential contest because it, uh, it, it really matters who's, uh, who the boss is going to be. Uh, this contest is a, a rematch of the 2014 one between Joko Widodo or Jokowi and uh, Prabowo Subianto. Uh, and uh, uh, five years ago, it was uh, uh, won by Jokowi 53% to 47 um, The polls this time indicate that the incumbent uh, should uh, win by a larger margin, but I wouldn't be so sure about that. When you look back on what uh, Joko Widodo has done in the last uh, several years, the incumbent, what would you say about his record? How is he perceived by the Indonesian media? Uh, in all kinds of different ways, uh, since the Indonesian media is now very free, uh, unlike in the Suharto period. Uh, he has a, a, a certainly some strong things to run on. Uh, he has understandably emphasized... Uh, construction of infrastructure that Indonesia has very badly needed uh, to, uh, to become a more efficient, more modern economy. Um, uh, so infrastructure has been important. He's also instituted uh, 
uh, health programs for poorer Indonesians and other social uh, welfare efforts that have reduced uh, poverty somewhat. Uh, he is uh, uh, under some uh, criticism, for sure, on other parts of his record. Um, uh, when he was elected, he was widely considered a democratic reformer, and he was enormously popular because he was the first uh, person to come to leadership who had uh, no connection with Indonesia's traditional elites or the military. He was kind of a Joe Citizen mm, Bit of an kind outsider, of thing. wasn't he? Yeah, he was a complete outsider at one stage. Um, and uh, this has maintained quite a bit of his popularity, but there has not been the degree of reform uh, or protection of, uh, 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 of minority rights that a lot of people who uh, strongly favored Jokowi in 2014, uh, they're, they're not seeing it now. We're previewing the uh, 2019 India, Indonesia elections on Wednesday with Richard Borsuk, a news editor at Reuters. For 11 years, he was the Jakarta bureau chief for the Wall Street Journal. OK, let's talk about the man that he's going to again face off against, uh, Subianto, the former general, former Jakarta deputy governor, Sandiego Una, for a five-term uh, between 2019 and 2024. He's also involved. Right. Uh uh, Prabowo uh, is is from a completely different background than Jokowi. He's he, he's uh, I- elite with a capital E, essentially. Uh, uh, he's uh, uh, going way back. Uh, Prabowo's father was a uh, uh, minister both under Sukarno and Suharto. Wow, it's going back a long uh, way. A long way. Uh, the father, interestingly, had a falling out with Sukarno and supported a uh, rebellion against uh, Jakarta in one part of Sumatra, West Sumatra, and uh, lived outside Indonesia quite some years, which explains why Prabowo had a foreign education Mm. uh, and is, uh, frankly, much more worldly in some ways than Jokowi is. but uh, Prabowo is uh, no stranger to controversy. In fact, it's, uh, he's, he's been at the center of controversy time and again, uh, especially out of the 1998 uh, riots that uh, contributed heavily to uh, Suharto's getting uh, forced yeah, out of yeah. office in May of that year. Uh, many people uh, believe that uh, Prabowo had uh, uh, helped fuel the uh, violence, uh, the the riots, in an effort to uh, take over power, uh, he of course naturally uh, and and uh, strongly denies uh, any such role. Now you say that Prabowo, despite the polls, has a good chance of winning victory this time and reversing the result of the previous uh, election. What gives you that kind of feeling? Well, actually, Jason, I, I don't think I said good chance. He has a chance. Right. Um, I think there's a lot we don't know uh, uh, about how people will vote this time. Um, uh, the dynamics have changed quite a lot. Indonesia has become more conservative in the last five years. There's been the rise of what they call identity politics, which is another way of saying that uh, 
some people want uh, Islam to be much more front and center than historically it has been in Indonesia. Um, uh, there's also, uh, you know, millennials, a uh, big group of them. Uh, there's, there's a large percentage, like 40% of the voting uh, uh, public, uh, which is between 17 and 35 years old. It's still a very uh, young country, isn't it? It's still a very young country. Mm. And, uh, and uh, I think Prabowo is getting mileage, will get mileage on Wednesday out of uh, choosing uh, having a young, energetic running mate uh, in Sandy Uno, I think who has uh, struck a lot of chords. He's going to come out from this election as a winner, however his ticket does. Uh, and, uh, uh, and also Sandy stands in sharp contrast to Jokowi's running mate, uh, a, an important Islamic cleric named Maruf Amin, uh, who is 76 years old and also angered uh, quite a few Jokowi backers because uh, he was... Uh, uh, definitely involved in the uh, pushing out of Jakarta Governor Ahok, uh, yeah, who was very had been controversial, close. wasn't it? Yes, and so uh, Jokowi running with Maruf, which uh, is uh, helpful to Jokowi to not lose some Islamic votes, uh, also probably is going to add up to to some uh, 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 gaining of. Uh, Votes. The uh, but for, for the polls may well be right. Unlike those in some countries, Jokowi does retain an awful lot of personal popularity, uh, uh, particularly in Java, his home island, which is where the majority of the votes are. We're previewing the 2019 Indonesia elections with Richard Borsak. He is a news editor at Reuters for 11 years. He was the Jakarta bureau chief for the Wall Street Journal. It will be the sixth democratic election since the Reformasi protest that brought down the authoritarian government of President Suharto. This is an area and a, a time in Indonesian history that you know well. How much do you think Indonesia has changed in those 21-plus years? Um, that's a good question. And the answer, at least from me, is um, it's changed a lot and it hasn't changed a lot. Um, there's still quite a lot of the old Indonesia in today's Indonesia. Uh, but we can at the same time see very clear and generally impressive changes. I mentioned about uh, uh, people choosing their leader. That was unimaginable mm, during the... Uh, decades, uh, at least the first two-plus decades of the Suharto period. Uh, you had real strongman government, and uh, people had no way to participate in, uh, in their, their government or choosing their government. So that, is, to me, is still an impressive achievement, that within six years of Suharto's fall, You've gone to a direct election system, and you did it in a smart way. You've made it now that that you don't want somebody to be there 30 years again like Suharto was, 32 actually. So you have imposed a term limit. If, uh, if Jokowi wins on Wednesday, uh, as is widely expected, 
he will start his second five-year term and then no more. He cannot uh, run again in five years' time. Uh, also, on the plus side for Indonesia in terms of change, uh, there is free press. Uh, there is, uh, uh, I think, some economic gains, uh, system gains have been made uh, in terms of uh, raising uh, 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 the, the sophistication and the diversity of the economy. Uh, there's an awful lot to do. Uh, institution building has uh, is not one of the big pluses. It's you've got still a, a a big and unwieldy and sometimes pretty useless uh, bureaucracy. Uh, you don't have a credible court system. Um, corruption the, still corruption rampant? is yes. Um, again, the headway has been made. The uh, independent commission that was created has. Uh, has uh, some real achievements, uh, but the agenda is uh, uh, remains very long and quite daunting. Whoever wins on Wednesday. Now, obviously, here in Singapore and other ASEAN nations, we're watching with interest about how the election result might impact us, and of course, trade and everything else. What would you say about that? What would be the best result for Singapore? Oh. Status quo. Uh, I don't want to judge what Singapore thinks would be. Uh, uh, the, the fact is, if, if Jokowi wins, uh, everybody knows what you got. Mm. I mean, that's the, um, I'm not sure we should call it an advantage, mm. but that's what, when you, an incumbent gets another term, you know, the, you, you're comfortable with him. Uh, or you, you know what his instincts are, his, his ways his pluses, his minuses. Um, if you, if if uh, Prabowo won the election, uh, he would. Uh, it's it is kind of a Pandora's box. He's uh, you don't know for sure what you're going to get, um, and uh, it uh, uh, leadership changes all the time around the world, and and you have to be prepared for it. Uh, what what. Uh, uh, Indonesia's neighbors, I think, generally would like is what they've had in the recent years. In other words, a, a stable, uh, growing Indonesia. Indonesia is by far the, the, the biggest country in the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. Um, uh, go back to the fall of Suharto, there was a period where Indonesia was... was uh, was unstable. Mm -hmm. uh, it took time to find footing, and that was not good for the region as a whole. Uh, now, in recent years, it has been stable, and that's uh, that's a big plus for ASEAN and uh, and all of Asia. So we're looking forward to Wednesday's elections in Indonesia. Getting the expert views of Richard Borsuk, news editor at Reuters, former. Bureau Chief uh, for the Wall Street Journal in Jakarta, and he is the author, the co-author with Nancy Chung of Lim Sio Long's Salim Group, the business pillar of Suharto's Indonesia. Been a pleasure having you on my show, Richard. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.